It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I am here with Zerlina Maxwell, and we are joined by Senior Editor of Law and Policy at Rewire News Group, one of our favorite guests to talk about all of the apocalypses. It is Amani Gandhi. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi. How's it <laughs> don't be, going? Don't sound so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, the bad news is coming. No, no. It's nothing good. So great it's... to talk to you as always. <laughs> so, so... We're really great. Everything's fine. <laughs> so we're, we're waiting. We're waiting for the Dobbs decision. But in the meantime, a whole bunch of states are passing abortion bans or proposing yes. abortion bans. So I guess I want to start there because I was reading about South Dakota this morning um, can you give us sort of a lay of, the, lay of the land? Like what other states are playing games knowing oh, that geez. Dobbs is the decision is, you know, imminent? Yeah, I mean, like you said, South Dakota, Florida, Oklahoma, basically all of the access points for um, for abortion care those particular access points are being specifically targeted. I mean, in Colorado, we just beat back a personhood measure. Like it barely got out of, it barely right. got off the ground, which is great. And Colorado is an access point um, for abortion care. Florida is an access point for people who live in Mississippi and Louisiana and Alabama, all states that have either tried to wholesale ban abortion, are in litigation as Mississippi is, and have um, trigger bans on the books, meaning as soon as Roe is over, overturned, then abortion is automatically criminalized. So um, the most concerning, I think, right now for me is Oklahoma because there's so much. I mean, most of Texas, anyone, basically anyone who needs abortion care in Texas is being shuffled up to Oklahoma. And Oklahoma right. just introduced a total abortion ban. So I don't even I guess they could go to New Mexico. New Mexico is still going to stay blue when it comes to abortion rights. But it's really just a patchwork of access with the anti-choicers really being targeted in the states that they are trying to um, t they're trying to attack next. It's bad. It's, it's almost great. like watching. It's almost like watching a military operation. Like we've been. It we've is. Been, we've been it watching is. like Russia and Ukraine, and and well, if they get this city, then this happens. And it's it. It kind of looks like the anti-choice movement is doing something similar. And like, well, if we hit Oklahoma, then we choke off the access point. Like that sounds like a war. It it is. I mean, it, it, frankly, it, they are domestic terrorists. If you I ask mean, me, I mean, I don't and I don't say that lightly. I don't say that to make light of no, the anti-choice movement but, has been involved in lots of terrorist activity like exactly. since the 1970s. They like have. That's, it, that doesn't have to be an hyperbolic statement. It's not. absolutely. And considering how mixed up they are in the fascism that's going on in the yes. anti-trans fascism, in the attempt in the insurrection. I mean, you know, the anti-choicers were very mixed up in the insurrection as well. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's about power, right? It's about power they want to control women and pregnant people because they're, they're trying to grab power christian evangelicals are grabbing power from everywhere right including from from areas where they shouldn't be grabbing it right like they're they're trying to say that they are entitled to religious exemptions from all manner of 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 neutral and generally applicable laws so yeah it's like a terrorist operation that we're watching play out in real time and I kind of have to hand it to them. They have been very, very smart and very, yes, very are. focused for 49 years. Yep. You know, and Rose not even going to make it to his 50th birthday. And no, so it's not. 
And so what's frustrating to me is, you know, knowing how targeted and successful they've been, watching people who are not as hooked into the movement saying things like, oh, well, you know, maybe a 15-week ban will be a compromise. You know, the court will allow Mississippi's 15-week ban to stay in place, but then that's it. And frankly, that's okay, because if you look to the founders, really, abortion was criminalized in the third trimester, and 15 weeks is kind of about the third trimester, kind of, sort of. I mean, they make all of these ridiculous arguments and these ridiculous claims in order to prop up what their belief system is, which is that people should not have control over their own bodies, that it should be up to white people, white men, cis het white men in particular for to tell women and pregnant people what they can do with their bodies and it's not out of concern for health or concern for the quote unborn it's about concern for their winnowing power their winnowing demographics and so what they want to do is they want to get as many white white women having as many babies as possible mm-hmm. to balance out what they think is their winnowing demographics that's really so this, what it is this it's is a power grab yeah no i i feel like we, we should talk about this part of it more because I think we talk a lot about, you know, their religious arguments. We get caught up in like, when does life begin, you know, and then we start getting all philosophical. And I feel like that's that getting over there in that part of the argument is by design. They want us to play there in that space because it is sort of philosophical, right? Right. In, in a lot of ways. Like if you if you start talking about it for too long, you can start to sound a little philosophical because – most in in most instances i mean we like we don't we don't know right but what i right. do know is that you should have you should have the right to decide what you do with your body regardless of whether or not we know to the second when you know fertilization happens like when none of that matters cuz right. what i just it, did it like it it you know you, you're talking all technical in technical terms when the, at the at the end of the day like that debate is pointless. The bottom right. line and, is you should have control, period, full stop. And mm-hmm. even if we were to sort of concede that, fine, life begins at conception. Like, yes, and a zygote is the same as a full-grown born person. Like a, a zygote is the same as a 40-year-old woman. Even if we were to concede <laughs> that, right? Like there's, this still sets up a rubric where you have two people who are competing for rights. And one person is dependent upon the other person for life up until a point. So it seems to me that the person who's already alive, already born, already living out in the world should get more rights than the person, the quote unquote person who is literally dependent upon that other person to sustain life. I mean, these things just sort of make sense to me. But if you were to ask a Christian evangelical, they would probably say, oh, well, the pregnant person already had their chance and they screwed it up somehow by getting pregnant. And this is where it gets weird, right? They'll look at a pregnant yep. person, particularly an unmarried pregnant woman, because they're not they don't even consider trans people or non-binary people. So I'm just gonna <laughs> say, they look at a pregnant woman. They see a woman. That's the only all they see. Only women can get pregnant. Right. And they say, well, you you clearly have already done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you, this is not a wanted pregnancy for you. If you're trying to act access abortion care that means you did something wrong and therefore you have already forsaken your right to life your right to achieve your dreams your right to fulfill your 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 fantasies your right to plan your family you for, mm-hmm. you forfeit forfeited that right by behaving badly so now we're going to say that this quote unborn child that is now dependent upon you for life may have a better chance may grow up and not screw up the way you did young lady so we're going to put all of our personhood goals into the person that's not really a person i mean it's just <laughs> it's complete when you really when you really flesh it out it's bonkers 
It's oh, absolutely bonkers. And this idea that, you know, I, I don't know if, if they truly believe that abortion is going to go away, if they really think they can control it to that micro level, because abortion has always existed, always, since the dawn always. of time. And it's so in it's, Shakespeare. Right? It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible, exactly. It's so, at... <laughs> so this idea that we're going to try to unring a thousand-year-old, a millennia-year-old bell is just abjectly bananas well, to me. Isn't it, isn't it all kind of colonialism, too? Like, women have been managing their own fertility since there have been pregnancies. Yeah. And yeah. that and used men... to be, exactly, that used to be sort of the purview of people who could get pregnant. Yes. And the knowledge is passed down generation from generation. There are all kinds of teas. There are all kinds of herbs. These things show up in literature from every culture. Yes. And then we get Western medicine and all of a sudden reproduction becomes the purview of people who will not experience pregnancy. Yeah. And all of that knowledge not only gets lost, it gets criminalized. Oh, yeah. That's because they were all witches, Jess. Yeah. They were all yeah. witches. I mean, it truly, I mean, midwifery was seen as sure. the as the purview of witches. And so with I mean that's right, the, the cutwives, man. Shoot, right. you're and so right. we're talking about in the you know the 19th century was when right. men decided that they should get involved in lady business and edge women out of their own business. It really was mm -hmm. the development of the American Medical Association where they decided, you know what, we need to take we need to take reproductive health care and pregnancy out of the purview of the people who experience it and put it in our white male hands. So it's. Yeah, they want you to think that the abortion fight is about one thing, right? They want you to think it's about life, about protecting life. It's not about that. It's never been about that. It's been about power. It's been about control. If men can control what women are doing with their bodies, then they can control the universe, essentially, right? Because who is the who are the ones that are repopulating the planet? Hello. It's not them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, really, it should be, we should really be living in a matriarchal society, not a patriarchal oh, society. Oh, shit. Don't but, tell you know, them, that... though. They'll get scared. <laughs> they will they'll get, get scared. scared. <laughs> they'll think we have. First of all, here's the thing. It's a Samantha B joke. She's like, you know, my ther she, she cites her therapist. So the joke is like, my therapist said this. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, you know, why don't they just give us 25 years? Just 25 yeah. years. Just That's we'll it. allow for the matriarchy for 25 years. Just put us in charge for 25 years. If it doesn't work out, we can go back to the way it was. But of course, we all know it will be a lot it better be, than it it's is. It's going to work be out. Amazing. Just look at the pandemic response, for example, yes. right? The one country that has been kicking ass throughout the pandemic, New Zealand, run by a woman. Like, yeah, you know, oh, you, could, you could see cities' responses based on whether or not they had a woman mayor. Right, right. Michigan, for example, right? Like, they, mm -hmm. they tried to kill Gretchen Whitmer because yep. she was handling her business in Michigan. So. Yeah, I don't. People aren't ready for that conversation, though. People aren't ready to look at African yeah. cultures and 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 you know Latinx cultures where there are matriarchal societies. They're not willing to look in history where women had a lot more power in government and politics. And it, they're, it, it, we're really being ruled and controlled by scared, unenlightened men, and yes. that's just irritating. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It's irritating. It You're right. <laughs> to, to to think about someone like Tucker Carlson sitting on his on his throne making cracks about Kentaji Brown Jackson's uh LSAT scores, right? Like, right? These are things that I find I take I find personally insulting that these men who are functionally worthless, who are propped up by nothing but capitalism and nepotism, 
think that they have something to say about what goes on with women, particularly women of color. I just, I can't handle it, frankly. No, it's a lot. No, I, it's I, I have much. trouble. I had to take deep, deep breaths during that segment and I yelled. And I don't really yell on the radio. <laughs> it's early for all that. People don't want to hear you yelling. Like, they want to turn the channel on that. But I do hope that people feel, felt some sort of cathartic release from me yelling about Serena and Venus Williams in the last segment. I hope so. I came right from I, my, I said it with my chest. Good. I, good. I felt it. Okay, so so <laughs> this is, let me let me ask you about like my biggest, my biggest fear is not that Roe will be overturned completely. My biggest fear is that Roe will be functionally overturned yeah. by the Supreme Court. And then we won't get the headlines that say that Roe has been overturned. We will think that it still stands and it will still stand in name, but they will they will take all of the like actual efficacy out of it. Mm -hmm. Well, how likely is that? What are you afraid of? And and like, when do when do you think this is happening? (laughs) Well, it could happen any moment, honestly. I mean, because with the whole women's health versus Jackson case, which is the case about Texas's bounty hunter law, just sort Mm -hmm. of just sort of sitting out there. I think it's whiling away in the Texas Supreme Court at the moment. I mean, I I think there's no rule that says all of the big decisions have to come on the last day of the term. That's just been (laughs) practiced, right? But there's not a rule. So really the Dobbs decision could come at any moment. And and I'm starting to think it's going to come sooner than later because the longer they wait with, I mean, not that they particularly care, but the longer they wait with Jackson, the longer it's, it's allowing this enforcement mechanism to remain in place, which allows Democrats to start using it to do whatever they want to do. And I don't really believe, well, I'm of two minds. On the one hand, I don't, I'm not really sure that Texas wants this enforcement mechanism because I don't think they want, for example, blue states trying to ban guns. On the other hand, they know that they have the courts. So they know that if a Democratic state tries to come in and say, we're like California tries to come in and say, we're banning guns, the court's going to laugh them out of court. So, I mean, they're, even their control over our country depends on unfairness in adjudication, in the judiciary system. But Hmm. to your specific question, any ruling that permits Mississippi's 15-week ban to stand is an outright reversal of Roe. Mm -hmm. And the more people you can tell that and the more people we can get to to understand that narrative and to share that narrative and to trounce the countervailing narrative that will be what Jess said, which is, oh, well, it's not really been overturned. We just, it's just toothless now. We have to remember what Roe says. Roe says that people are entitled to, to an abortion up until the point of fetal viability. Fetal viability does not attach at 15 weeks. Even the state of Mississippi agreed in court that fetal viability doesn't attach at 15 weeks, which is why, you know, Jess Mason Piclo and I were so verklempt <laughs> to bring back a Saturday Night Live sort of skit <laughs> about the situation because you had these these luminary law professors writing in the pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post that a 15-week ban would be some sort of compromise between anti-choicers and pro-choicers. But it's not because a 15-week ban is a pre-viability abortion ban and pre-viability abortion bans are unconstitutional under current law. So there can be no, there's either a reversal of Roe or there's not. And so I think it's going to be up to to you and to me, people in the media, people with brains, people of smarts, even, you know, popular big accounts on Twitter to make sure to push back on any narrative that tries to suck 
the seriousness out of what is going to happen. Because that's exactly what they're going to try to do, Jess. They're going to try to make it seem like, oh, these feminists were, these feminazis were just losing their minds thinking that Roe was going to be overturned, but the court didn't overturn Roe. look, it's still here, right. They just said this 15-week ban was constitutional. Well, that's what they did before, you know, back going back to 2010 when they did trap laws. I mean, they effectively Mm -hmm. outlawed Mm -hmm. abortion back then in, in many states by restricting access to the point where you didn't have any. So if you don't have access, you don't really have a right, do you? So, like, but, but they could you still could, say could that still it was say. that it was legal. They could still say right. even. But the difference between the trap laws and this law right. is that they can't even say that Roe v. Wade is still good law. They can't. Say, they can. They will. But they, tech, but it really isn't right. Like trap right. laws fit within the rubric of Roe versus Wade right. because trap laws really have to do with undue burdens, which is the Casey case, right? Like right. that's what you, that's what we're asking when we look at trap laws. But when we're looking at 15 week bans, the interesting part of, of what you just asked is that Mississippi actually wants the undue burden to apply to pre-viability abortion bans. So whereas before, and that could be what the court does, right? The court could say, we're throwing out Roe, we're throwing out this viability standard. What we're going to do is we're going to expand the undue burden test in Casey to encompass all abortion restrictions, all abortion bans. So then what you're gonna be doing for a state like Mississippi is looking at the, the, the abortion landscape in Mississippi. They're gonna say, well, there aren't even any clinics that perform abortions really past 16 weeks. So all it is is just one so more no, week. Right. So there's no undue burden. Who's undue being burden. burdened by this law? And I so they're going to go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I thought you were done. Keep going, though. This oh, is no, important. I was just going to say they're going to reframe. They're going to reframe all of these tests to make it seem like that's not what they're doing. Right. And so that's what the court that's what the Supreme Court is going to do. They're going to overturn Roe v. Wade in a way that allows um, people who are either acting in bad faith or people who don't know what they're talking about or people who just don't have time to really know what they're talking about because this is complicated stuff and people have lives and kids to feed. They're going to rely on those groups of people not really knowing how to react. And then that's going to, it's just going to pick up steam and it's going to couch people like you and me and Jess McIntosh and Jess Piclo and all of these people as crazy right we spent years and years screaming about how roe v wade was going to be overturned and it's not making to his 50th birthday and they're all crazy and that's why you shouldn't listen to them when they start screaming about trans rights and about critical race theory because all of this stuff is mixed up together right And if they can make us seem like we are out of pocket and out of our minds and not thinking clearly when it comes to abortion then what are they telling you about trans kids and puberty blockers or about women in sports trans girls in sports i mean it's it's all connected and it's yes and, and part of, uh, to get back to a comment, uh, a, a point that I was trying to make six minutes ago, um, <laughs> the enforcement mechanism in Texas, the guy who created it, Jonathan Mitchell, is a true believer in this mechanism. So mm-hmm. he thinks he's a genius, which, I mean, I, I hate to hand it to him, but it's a very smart way to go about destroying people's constitutional rights when you know that you've captured the courts and the courts are going to and the courts are going to agree that this is an appropriate way to undo constitutional rights. He's going to try and use that same system for trans rights. Right. And and if you think about it now, it's already happening in Texas. Right. Texas is already rounding up trans kids they're already investigating the parents of trans kids so what we're going to see if this enforcement mechanism isn't killed in state court which it probably will be but what we, what we could see is people like you know jonathan mitchell engaging in whatever anti-trans organizations and trying to get neighbors to snitch on each other right they're trying to build this massive surveillance state where we're all looking over you know our fences peeking in our neighbors houses looking in our kids underpants to see what genitals they have I mean, it's it's sick. 
but it it's, is calculated and it is all part of this sort of dominionist theocracy that conservatives, Christian conservatives are trying to build. I think as we're looking at Russia now, like I, I don't understand why people can't see the parallels between authoritarian states. <laughs> like, like, like if you look at the treatment of LGBTQ people in Russia, it looks a lot like what Texas is doing to trans kids right now. Right. Like, and there's a reason that the GOP is applauding Putin. Like, I right. mean, as people, I mean, I'm Gen X, right? So I grew up under the threat of nuclear war, right? right. I grew right. up during the Cold War. Duck and cover. Yes. Exactly. I grew up when you op- when all of the movies featured Russian villains, right? Crimson Tide, Hunt for Red October, like Canine Widowmaker, all of these right. movies. Red Dawn. Red, Red Dawn. All they involved Russia. And then 9-11 happened. And then mm-hmm. all of, and then uh, Middle Eastern people became the villains in all the movies. So it's just like, it's weird watching the shift. So now Russians aren't the problem. Middle Eastern people are the problem which makes sense because brown people all the world over are always a problem. But now you're going to go back and ignore that literally for practically 50 years, you were terrified of the red menace, the, right? The communists and the right. red menace. And now you're backing this authoritarian dictator who just invaded another country for God, for, for imperialist reasons, right? It's right. just Russian imperialism. So it's, 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 it's strange. It's, we live in really, really strange and scary times and watching what's going on in this country and the way we are regressing. I mean, I think it's, it's a severe backlash to Obama. And yeah, I mm-hmm. do truly believe that it is sort of the last gasps of, it's like this last temper tantrum that white supremacy is having. Oh, yeah, the yeah. last 50 years. It, right. <laughs> I mean, it's a long ass temper tantrum. Yeah, no, it's, right? it's, it's going on a minute. It's quite. But, it's, but I really so do think that, it, you know, we have these periods of expansion and these periods of retraction, right? And I think the civil yeah. rights era and, and, and all of the gains that were made then is a period of expansion. And we're now in a period of retraction. And we're going to see how long this period lasts. But I do think we're going to come out of it. And I do think when we come out of it, it's going to be important to have women like Kentaji Brown Jackson on the bench, like Sonia Sotomayor on the bench, who are there writing dissents for that will become future majority opinions. And, you know, people are saying, are, oh, well, pff, so what? Biden's nominating a black woman. It's not going to change the court. It, it's not going to change the makeup of the court as it is now. And it may not change how the law affects people now. But certainly they are writing dissents that will become law in the future, right? right? For your kids. And that's why it's important to, to, to stay engaged in this fight, particularly with this nasty confirmation hearing coming up. So one of the yeah. questions I have... Um, is what their next sort of area of attack is. So, you know, assuming this goes how they've sort of drawn the play up, um, and I hate sports metaphors, but I'm using it. Um, (laughs) Are they going after contraception next? Are they going after plan B? Are they going after um, other birth control and contraception methods, um, you know, sort of sweeping them up in this? this fight. I mean, they've, they've signaled they're doing that. They've done that in other cases. They, they talk about, you know, the, the pill, they call it an abortifacient. Yeah. Same with plan B. So talk about the sort of the next um, phase of this, because they're not done with abortion to your point about oh, them no. attacking trans rights and LGBTQ plus rights. Um, they're not done with abortion. They're going to, no, they're, they're not done with going. abortion. They're, they're coming for, all of our substantive due process rights, right? Like substantive due process rights are those rights that I like to say they're rights that relate to the way that people make informed families and intimate relationships, right? So we're talking marriage, we're talking family planning, we're talking um, 
like same sex marriage. Obviously, we're talking gay sex, right? Because Lawrence v. Texas was only Texas. I knew. I, I yesterday made, I, had I the made thought. the point was like Texas, week. man. Yeah. They were they were doing it back then too. I mean, Bowers v. Mm-hmm. Harvick was yep. was Texas. Texas. Well, no, that was Georgia. That was Georgia. I think. Okay. I think okay. Bowers, okay. Was, Bowers was Georgia, but still the South. But the point is, Lawrence v. Texas. You know, that was only two thousand and three, frankly. Right. And the sodomy laws, the anti-sodomy laws in Texas are still on the books. It's just that they were constitutionally made irrelevant, right? But we're, they're coming for they're coming for same-sex marriage. They want to get back into the bedrooms of people to see what kind of sex they're having. They want to they want to destroy birth control, and in the process, they want to come for all fertility treatments, right? Because what's interesting to me about that about the the the, the coming for contraception is that they are necessarily going to have to come for IVF, which sort of counterweights their goal in increasing white right. birth rates. Because right. really the only people who can afford IVF are white, are white women. Anyway. <laughs> right? So yes. like in the particular kind of white women that is going to comprise the demographic that they want to increase, right? Because they're not necessarily keen on poor white women having babies because those are the right. poor, poor white women who are just going to be looking for handouts just the same, the way that all black women and brown women are, right? So, you know, they sort of have lumped poor white women with all black and brown women because all black and brown women are poor and searching for handouts. So, yeah, they're coming for all substantive due process rights. And quite frankly, I can't even guarantee that anti-miscegenation laws aren't going to make a comeback. I mean, we're talking oh, about we're talking about a period of serious regression. And when you think about what serious regression looks like, it's only 45 to 50 years, right. which is not a long time in the course of history. It's a no. long time in the course of this country because our country is so young. But no, the you loving about- generation, the loving generation is 40 now. They're in their 40s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my parents got married. My, parent, my dad's black, my dad's white. They got married two years after loving. They got married in 67. Yeah. So this is like, I mean, this is not ancient history. There are people alive who are still impacted by these racist, these anti, these misogynist laws. So, yeah, they're coming for all birth control. They're coming for gay marriage. They're coming for um, gay sex. They're coming for, I mean, just anything. Basically, anything that people care about, anything that allows people to control their own lives, to, to make their own path, they want to control that. Well, yeah, I mean, if you can't see the state determines when you become a parent... Like, yeah. if you can't see that as an authoritarian, <laughs> as, as fascist, as exactly the kind of world order that we don't want to have, as, as yeah. a Putin-esque world order, even, right. the state decides when you're going to become a parent? I mean, you could look at the policies of, of Nicolae Ceausescu in Romania, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, yes, Google yeah. that. That's what you should Google, because that is scary. I mean, that's, I mean if you want to yep. talk about authoritarian and control, literal control over women's bodies... That's mm-hmm. where we're headed. And, in, and, and, the, and the thing that's, that's remarkable about it is that countries that, you know, unenlightened people would call third world, quote unquote, third world, right, developing countries, they're moving forward when it comes right. to abortion rights. And we're oh, moving yeah. backward. Because so, they're moving towards democracy and we're moving towards authoritarianism. Exactly. I mean, we're going go. the wrong way. Yep. <laughs> and it's just yep. very, very frustrating, particularly because not only are, are we going the wrong way, but the mainstream media is just not they're not doing their job. Like it yeah. shouldn't be the jobs of people with with serious XM shows and little podcasts like I have to to be <laughs> te- to be informing the, the general population. Right. But that's I feel like that's our job now. To yeah, sort of no, it is. Our oh, it's my of job. Yep. Frankly, no, it always but, has been. Like, if they yeah. had ever taken the violence of the anti-choice movement seriously, the, yep. the coordination of the anti if that had been taken seriously in the 70s and 80s when they were engaging in terrorist attacks regularly across this country against abortion providers, yeah. I, 
we would not we, we probably wouldn't have had january 6th yeah oh yeah. like that's it's a straight line oh absolutely. and 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 our ignoring or dismissing or minimizing of this issue has continually come back on us yep. with more violence and more organization and more yep. authoritarian crackdown and and we still uh, like on the precipice of row have not learned our lesson um and that is uh that's why it's so scary right now it really is yeah imani gandhi Thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning. Like My I started uh, scared, I, I ended scared, but um, I do feel smarter. We're yep. in this together. We are. Yes, we are. <laughs> we're all in this together. For better or worse, unless we're, I mean, I'll let you know if I go to an island. I'll, I'll maybe tell you where where I'm headed. Yeah, save me a but, spot, uh, please. Because we might all have to go. <laughs> podcast from our island in the. Pacific. All right, listen. If they have internet, yes. we're good money. Good money. <laughs> Thank you, Imani. Please you. stay safe and as sane as possible. I'm sure that we will have more to talk to you about soon. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks very much. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening. 